0: Love Talk Radio. I'm your host, Barbara Tehudi Wesley Gray, and I'm broadcasting live from New York City on this Sunday, uh, the 3rd of June, 2012, at 6.30 Eastern Time. I must say that I'm, again, very grateful uh, to be of service through this venue, and I give thanks to the one Most High, my ancestors, my guardians, my uh, siblings, my mother-in-law, and my dear wife, uh, Queen Mother Spirit Change. I'm a... um, an interfaith minister, a Reiki practitioner, a shaman, and a marathon runner, and also I happen to be an Internet entrepreneur, and I sell African drums to my website, which can be located at www.drumsofchange.com. Again, I repeat, that's drumsofchange.com, and uh, you can uh, visit that site, and I sell very reasonable drums uh, manufactured from craftsmen in Africa at a price, points are extremely reasonable, some of them including shipping. And uh, there's also a, on the front page of my YouTube, uh, there's a YouTube video of me performing at President Obama's uh, inauguration back in 2008. And I'm going to start uh, circulating that uh, video on Facebook and Twitter. And also I'm campaigning for his reelection. And I'm very excited about uh, having uh, those in our community especially my Facebook friends and family and friends uh, in person to uh, visit my website to look at the video. So please spread the word. So without any further ado, uh, I've changed my time for the show from 8 o'clock to 6.30 uh Sunday, and I'm going to be uh, uh, having shows on other days during the week. Uh, I'm yet to decide that I will know by this coming Tuesday. Um, what uh, times I will have slotted for additional shows. And those shows will be concentrating on uh, the spirituality of money and how to leverage your dollars uh, without having to deal with investments and speculation and Wall Street type of stock investment and mutual funds and et cetera, but also just how to do it within your own uh, circle of friends and family and leverage the money which has been done by many people from uh, the European sector and other parts of the world, such as using the the principles of SUSU, which is circulating money amongst a small group of people and sometimes called the small people's way of uh, forcing each other to save money. And it's accepted in the banks as a means of making a down payment on a house as well as uh, to uh, create a means of paying your mortgage and, and rent. So, without any further ado, um, let's uh, continue from where we left off last week with uh, reviewing excerpts from Swami Prabhupada's book, uh, Krishnapad. Swami Krishnapad, who is a spiritual teacher, uh, an um, author, and a Princeton graduate, and formerly director of the Institute of Applied Spiritual Technology, He is no longer with us. He went in transition some years ago, back in I think around 2005. However, his teachings and his impression that he's made uh, around the world uh, as he was a specialist in human relations and conflict resolution, and I met many personal friends of his, I was very blessed to have that acquaintance uh, established. And as such, I purchased a number of his books, and I'm reading from the book titled Spiritual Warrior II, Transforming Lust into Love. And as I stated on the show, uh, as I advertised the show, it's dealing with spirituality uh, uh, and money. And I will start off without any further ado, since we only have half an hour. Um, Starting by, he stated that the problem is that we have dedicated ourselves to satisfying our lusts rather than to expressing our love. And although all of us are inherently loving beings we have forgotten our true nature and sacrificed our birthright for a seductive substitute that ultimately brings us pain rather than joy. And because our collective goal has become to gratify our physical senses above all else, we have developed a self-centered culture that condones competition, exploitation, and whatever it takes to get us what we want. And our egocentric behavior is driven by lust, and appears in countless forms, he states. He states, for example, we may engage in sexual activity without love, dominate others in order to feel powerful, destroy rainforests to create more profitable grazing land, manipulate financial markets for personal gain, lie and cheat to gain political prominence, and take drugs to get high or ignore our own children in favor of making more money. And in this book, Spiritual Warrior Two, Swami, he talks about transforming lust into love, which is an attempt to examine the topics of lust and love and, and depth. And the book's premise is that we must gain a spiritual understanding of lust and love if we are to live healthier, more productive, and more fulfilled lives. And what follows, as he states, we will explore the meaning and manifestations and dangers of lust and suggest ways to overcome its power and describe in detail the progressive levels of love that culminate in love of and in service of God. The first chapter, which I went over previously, it describes the world's crisis in leadership and the situation that has a profound impact on all of us, of course, um, because we tend to emulate our leaders. The examples of our leaders filter down to the rest of the society and set the tone for how we live. And now more than ever, we have a desperate need for leaders who have learned to conquer their lusts and fulfill their responsibilities with love. And I must just uh, state that uh, I have my sister, one of my sisters uh, is on the line, uh, Donis, and I, I, I send love to her, and um, and I'm happy that she's listening. And my, my wife just uh, entered the area of the, the studio, and perhaps we might even be able to welcome her. Um, But my sister and I yesterday, she came to our home and visited us. And uh, also my wife uh, does a workshop at a place called Serenity Space, which is not too far from our home. And we were talking about um, one of our brothers who came upon upon quite a sum of money. But for some reason or other, he wasn't able to hold on to it. And one of the reasons was because of the fact that he uh, was not disciplined, no fault of his own. Uh, our family background does not have one where we had a silver spoon, if you if you will, um, fed to us. And money was not talked about around the uh, dining room table. Uh, and I find that that can be a disservice, uh, if not a hindrance, to those of us when we become adults to be able to draw upon a foundation and a basis for having a healthy attitude towards money. So needless to say, without getting into any deep depth, uh, depth about uh, my brother, one of my brothers. I have two brothers and two sisters. Uh, he came across this money, but because of uh, drugs and uh, living in a state of lust, if I must say, he was not able to hold on to this money. He was dealing with being egocentric uh, with uh, the possession of the money, loaning money to other others who he felt that he was obligated to loan money to, and uh, not really bearing in mind that those people were, if not using him, they were uh, dealing with just accepting an opportunity uh, by him coming upon this uh, particular uh, uh, large sum of money. And now that he has no money, he cannot even go to them for favor. You know, they have now disappeared. And, of course, I'm sure that there are millions of us, if not hundreds of thousands of us, can uh, relate to that experience as we have traversed this particular journey called life. So one has to be careful about how you uh, uh, become susceptible to the energies of lust and to learn how to conquer your lustful orientations and, and inclinations. And we must learn how to fulfill our responsibilities with love as opposed to lust. All of us are leaders in one capacity or another, and we all benefit from conquering our, our lust and becoming more loving in every aspect of our lives. Um, later on in the book, he talks about the, and I must pause, my wife just walking to the studio. Uh, how are you, hon? How's it going? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. This book has been such a delight, you know, to share with the listening audience. And, of course, I forgot to mention that those of you who are in the chat room uh, please feel free to share your thoughts, and if you wish to, uh, if you wish to, to, to uh, call in, of course, you can call in at the number, uh, which is three four seven two one five seven three three one. and if you wish to speak with me and the listening audience and share your thoughts, please press the number one button, and that would indicate to me that you're interested in uh, sharing your thoughts. If not, just please uh, stay tuned, and and I hope you enjoy the show. So, uh, not to digress any further, as I was mentioning, uh, Swami uh, Krishnapat, he talks about the challenging times that requires to fortify ourselves with spiritual knowledge, and even more important, we must put our knowledge into practice. And only then can we call ourselves spiritual warriors capable of serving others. And as spiritual warriors we must never forget that our greatest ally is love and our most most dangerous enemy is lust. We can be of genuine service only if we are free from selfish desires and available to become pure vehicles for God's love. So it is his hope that when he wrote this book that this book would be able to help you master the uh, seductive illusions of lust, and become a spiritual warrior radiating divine love to all and everyone that you encounter. And I must say, on my website at Drums of Change, that's www.drumsofchange.com, you can purchase this book, which is titled Spiritual Warrior 2," and there's another book called titled Simply Spiritual Warrior, Transforming Lust into Love, by Krishna, uh, Swami Krishnopada. That's K-R-I-S-H-N-A-P-A-D, like in David, A. Okay, so uh, that's an interesting piece right there. And I'm, I'm going to, because of the uh, time constraints, I'm going to uh, uh, journey into further into depth into uh, what he calls uh, developing the higher taste. And uh, Swami states that because we are all inherently pleasure-seeking beings, spiritual life can never be just a matter of renunciation, and instead it must become a process of energy conversion in which we reject lower material satisfactions in favor of more spiritual pleasures. And this process, he states, of substituting higher spiritual experiences for material enjoyment is called developing the higher tastes. And it points uh, during this uh, situation process, or should I say substitution process, we can become impatient, he states, and I can agree with that, uh, wondering when we are, are we ever going to experience the higher taste. And, of course, being habituated to our usual pursuits, uh, we would prefer to have the higher experiences first. Then we might be willing to give up the lower attachments. And often we are afraid to renounce our flickering temporary pleasures because we believe we may be left with nothing. Mm. And such fears mean that we are not uh, ready to let go of our material attachments. Our capacity to experience the genuine higher pleasures have not matured yet. And if our approach to life continues to be one of seeking sense gratification and ego dominance, our spiritual progress will stagnate. But if we understand that life is about something far greater than material satisfaction, we will develop patience and not allow ourselves to be deterred by fears or temporary setbacks. And he states that uh, this analogy may help, and if we expect someone to give us a $1,000, we can easily become attached to our expectation. We may become upset if the money does not manifest. We may lose a friendship as a result or even take legal action as a result of that. But on the other hand, if we are not attached to the money but focus on our relationship instead, we can remain open to the possibility that the $1,000 may come this week or next month, or perhaps not at all. Then we, pleasantly, we are pleasantly surprised if the money does eventually appear. But normally we feel justified in making demands because we believe that we are the center of the universe. And we, when we behave in this way, we are propagating the disease that brought us into this material world in the first place. This disease is our desire, our desire to be God. But although the Lord actually owns everything, we think that this world belongs to us and can be used for self-gratification. We do not understand that we are here to offer everything back to the Lord as a way of expressing our deep gratitude for what he has given us. And indeed, this is not to what he's given us. He's given us birth. He's given our our souls. We are spiritual souls actually experiencing a human experience. And most of us are led to believe that we are human beings who sometimes experience a spiritual experience. But no, this body is given to us on loan. It's a gift from the Most High, from the Lord. And it, it will not continue to exist. You know, we come, we are born, and then we eventually, all of us will uh, have the same destiny. The journey will take us to this same place, and that is the end of life as we know it in this bodily form. And we go back home until we come back again. And, of course, that depends on your particular spiritual and religious orientation. And uh, I know that we have our own uh, interpretation of our journey of life and the journey of death. But uh, as some writers and uh, some uh, uh, people of highly evolved awareness understand that life and death are just two sides of the same coin and that we're pure energy. And, of course, money, I've always stated, it was Wayne Dyer from his book, um, You'll See It When You Believe It. When I first heard the expression that money is congealed energy, and uh, I've always resonated with that particular analogy, with that metaphor uh, especially one who's a, a man of African descent who lives in uh, the United States uh, of America, of, uh, in, the, in America, understanding that it was on our backs, my ancestors' backs, those of African descent, recognized that it was our African ancestors whose blood, sweat, and tears, uh, their congealed energy which manifests into money that made this country into what it is today, which is the most powerful country in the world. So, um, and not to get any further into the political aspect and the ramifications of that, reparations and as such, and a whole host of arguments and uh, demands that can be made on our behalf for what happened 400 years ago. Indeed, we understand that today we have to develop collectively, individually and collectively, a more healthy outlook on how to relate to money and material possession. And um, I hope that we can... Uh, resolve those questions and have a dialogue, a continuing dialogue about that. So, as he states that uh, we we have this this unhealthy attitude towards towards uh, money because of egotistic orientation, because also of the force ego, and um, the force ego does not allow us to really engage and interact with one another in such a healthy fashion. Uh, and of course, the forced ego is enforced by the society at large, the popular culture that uh, relegates how we behave and how we're oriented towards one another. So, at any rate, let's explore more of what Swami has to state. He says the consequences of misdirected sexual energy, pornography is often connected with organized crime, and it's various form, uh, various harmful. Uh, activities. The influence of pornography can increase the incidence of rape and destroy healthy relationships, breaking up families and discouraging meaningful connections with others. And because pornography is prevalent, people begin to emulate the degradation they see, accepting such perversions as normal and justifying all kinds of reprehensive behavior. And in addition to pornography, another negative consequence of misuse sexual energy is the rapid spread of sexually transmitted disease around the planet. Each year, millions of cases of syphilis, gonorrhea appear, and every day several thousands of people become affected with the AIDS virus so that in the next few years, untold millions will fall ill. We will remain vulnerable to sexual exploitation and to the temptation of drugs until we find a higher purpose for our lives. A greater understanding of life's spiritual meaning will ultimately allow us to develop more compassion and selflessness using the great restorative power of our sexual energies to love and care for others instead of directing them towards destructive ends. And it's just so uh, synchronicity would have it that my sister and I yesterday were talking about that as we were riding home towards my home um, in my car. And it's says so true that we have been Bamboozled. We've been hoodwinked, as Malcolm uh, X will say, would have said, he had said that. Rather, El Hajj survives. So we we have been uh, inculcated into a materialistic civilization that has confused love with sex, and it is no surprise that someone is raped almost every minute in, in the United States, and that about one tenth of all children, boys as well as girls, have been victims of uh, abuse. We are continually bombarded by advertisements urging us to in, enjoy our senses. Rather, the, if the product is a candy bar, a beverage, or a car, the idea behind each advertisement is that the consumer takes possession, enjoys, and thereby increases the potential for an exciting sex life. A major uh, contributing factor to our difficulty in controlling sexual appetites is the influence of television and other media and we have now the advent of the internet which just opens up the the door you know worldwide towards access to things that uh... the whole world can acquire especially our children so we have to be careful in terms of what our children has access to and what they see and hear via the internet um, anyone who watches a few hours of television um each day cannot help uh... becoming sexually agitated Not only do advertisements have sexual overtones, but many programs do also. And in addition, uh, movies are preoccupied with sex. And this might not be a problem if the film portrayed healthy relationships, but unfortunately uh, they often show exploitation, abuse, and perversion. And people also spend amazing amounts of money for special adult videos uh, for sexual programming via cable. So it's... Television, he states that, you know, it puts us in an alpha state, which is very similar to hypnosis, that makes us far more receptive to suggestion than usual, and as we watch images and plant themselves in our minds. So we have now our young brothers walking around here with with pants uh, under their behinds with uh, the young girls. My sister and I were talking about that uh, yesterday also, uh, exposing uh, their uh, personal uh, parts of their body. So this is all being a, 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 a powerful destructive mechanism, using by the powers that be. And uh, I'm very optimistic, though that. But it's left up to us who are elders, and, and and adults, and parents, and and elder family members to take the time with compassion to talk to our young youngsters and let them know that indeed this is not the way to go, and uh, we have to do it gently, as much as possible, and then, of course, those of us who are afraid of getting old and and, and dying and, and want to maintain our youthful state and appearance and have to have a wake-up call and realize that we need to dress appropriately as well and to talk with each other with love and not with hate and not cursing and not to, uh, being abusive in our talk and being destructive, but being constructive and to emphasize the beauty within all of us, the God is within all of us, that speck of light that is not as great as the sun but has all the same properties, that drop of the ocean that is not as grand as the ocean but has all the properties of the, of the uh, huge body that is the, the more so than earth on this particular sphere, uh, more so than the, uh, the, the dirt but we have more water And we're more composed of water in our body. I think it's 70%. Um, So we are part and parcel of the sun, of the ocean, in terms of our constituents that make up our body. And spiritually, we're part and parcel of God, of the Lord, but we're not as great. You know, Allahu Akbar. Etipu, peace is within us as it is from uh, the Most High. And we can just go on and, and on and on with, uh, with sayings such as I use the expression, my wife and I both, uh, the expressions of namaste, that the divinity that's within you is within me, and I honor that. So we honor the Most High. We honor God in the same way, uh, to see that in each in each one of us, when we look at each other, that we recognize the God that, that is within each other. Uh, there's a saying from the Islamic community, uh, regarding men, how you treat your woman in your life, that you should treat every woman as if she is your mother, you know as if she is uh the the most important woman in your life, such as your mother, and if you do that unless you are abusive, then you will be treating that woman with respect, so it is not that you have the liberty to just because this young lady is not directly related. To you and your family circle, that now you can take advantage of her and mistreat her. And the same thing applies to the woman mistreating the man in her life, or the young man in her life. Treat that man as if you would be treating your father with respect. So with that start, you cannot go too wrong in terms of living in a state of uh, civility, in a state of transcendental uh, interaction with one another on a spiritual plane. So we we have a few minutes. We have about three minutes to go uh, on with this show, and uh, we have just really touched uh, the, the the tip of the uh, of the, the iceberg, as as it were, of uh, what we can continue to talk about with regard to spirituality and money. Uh, so later on this week, I will be continuing, uh, as well as next uh, week uh, weekend, and I, I hope that indeed what I've shared with you uh has uh generated some some thought uh and, and 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 generated a hopefully a dialogue with you and those people who are important to you in your life and hopefully next week we can have some people calling in and uh generating sharing their thoughts in the chat room cuz I think it's a very important topic especially those of us uh who live in the inner city and the uh and the country uh and those of us who are challenged with our, uh not uh, sufficient education formal education uh such as knowing how to read uh and write and other 90. yesterday and those of us especially of african descent uh and and other minorities throughout the uh throughout the world uh so again, thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to having you on board. And again, um, I look forward to uh, continuing reading from The Spiritual Warrior, as edited and written by Swami Krishnapad. As I go, I'm closing by uh, saying a prayer and acknowledging the Most High. And we say that, Dear Lord, we give this evening to you, and may our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this week, we open to receive you. Please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true. And may we not deviate from the things of goodness. And may we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. And we surrender to you our doings this evening. I end by saying namaste. Etipu. Allahu Akbar. All my relations. Peace and love to you all. Until we meet again.